0: Sorry about that, folks. This is Keith Johnson, your host of this BFA audio blog, and I am in the midst of something that, uh, from my perspective, is nothing short of, uh, let me put it to you this way. Sometimes you just find yourself in the midst of something and you go with it, and that's exactly what we're doing here at BFA International. There have been some things that have happened in the last week that have caused us to what I call raise the bar. So let's get started. Uh, At the last time you heard from me, I was in Jerusalem. I was there on a special invitation from my friend Yehuda Glick who uh, said to me that when the ban was lifted from him being banned from the Temple Mount, I said to him that when the ban was lifted, I would make my way to Jerusalem. It just so happens, if you believe in coincidences, that I also said to him that it would be done by the time of Shavuot slash Pentecost. Sure enough, Two days or three days before uh, the celebration in Jerusalem of Shavuot, uh, I got the phone call and said, "Yep, uh, the ban is lifted. You can go with me up to the Temple Mount." And just so happens that I went up to the Temple Mount with them, and 50 counted—50 Jewish people who normally do not ascend were invited. And why were they able to go? Because of uh, because of you folks. You folks are a part of an amazing campaign that we did, and I actually got a chance to meet those folks and ascend with my friend Yehuda Glick. It was amazing. So now to Friday. last time you heard from me, there was an audio blog from Friday that was given. the, The message went out, and then there were still three days until it was time for me to leave Jerusalem. And so on Friday morning, what I actually did, folks, is I actually went to Hebron. Uh, Two folks who are with me, Sven and Tina, who live in Germany that are going to be moving back to the United States. My amazing shofar blowers. I invited them to go with me to Hebron, and the day I asked them to go was a Friday. Now, there's a lot of people that say you don't want to really go to Hebron, but you especially don't want to go on the Friday Muslim prayer day. And and so, look, that was the only time that was available. So they agreed to go. I had my friend Ayad, whose time will tell official taxi cab driver, security personnel, cameraman. He drove us to Hebron, and it was a, really quite an experience. I will say, however, it is, a, it is a tense place, and one of the reasons it's so tense is that the cave of Machpelah, the cave of Abraham, where you have the tombs of Abraham, Isaac, uh, you also have Leah. Uh, I'm sorry, no, you have uh, you have Sarah. I'm sorry, you have Sarah. And you have Isaac, and you have Abraham, and you have Jacob. Uh, Those people are actually, they have this huge, I mean, it's amazing. It's a huge, huge building, and it's split in two sides. One side is the Muslim side. If you didn't see Time Will Tell, episode two, you've got to see it. One side is the Muslim side, and the other side is the Jewish side. It's a synagogue on the right and a mosque on the left. And on Fridays, as much as I tried to talk my way in there, they said, no, you cannot go on Friday. It is Muslim prayer day. I'm like, yeah, but I'm here. I've traveled all the way. No, you cannot go in on Friday. It is Muslim prayer day. So I tried my best to get in. They said no. So I spent a little time with uh, Sven and Tina on the Jewish side of it. And then we spent some time talking to the people that are actually in Hebron, driving around in that area. Uh, It's a very, very tense situation there. Uh, So tense, in fact, I just got a note today from my friend Yehuda Glick, asking for prayer. Uh, last night, three students from a Yeshiva uh, in one of the areas around there was a- were actually kidnapped uh, in Hebron. Uh, the IDF is uh, doing everything they can to look for it. Netanyahu has called the families here in the last few hours, told them to stand strong, that they're doing everything they can to look for these students. One of the very, very tragic things about this is that many of the terrorists, and I don't mind calling them terrorists, that are calling for... Uh, this, this uh, whatever you want to call it um, complete and utter uh, battle uh, against uh, the Israelis they've actually called for uh, peop- to people to be kidnapped and the reason they want uh, the Palestinian folks to kidnap Israeli people is so that they can use them as bargaining chips to re- get terrorists out of jail and uh, so anyway we have three uh, students in the last 24 hours that were kidnapped in, uh, in Hebron where I was a week ago we're asking for people to pray. We want to have them safe return. And obviously that's not something that is, uh, is, an, is an easy issue. I'm sure the families are in, in, in great grief and there's great concern. And so as I mentioned, I just received that uh, request from our friend Yehuda Glick over there. And so we will, as uh, the BFA audio blog folks, we will continue to pray. You can check online about that to see and get updates regarding what's happening there. Uh, that was on Friday that we went to Hebron. Of course, on Saturday, I got a chance to rest. And then Sunday was a very interesting situation. On Sunday, we went uh, up to the Temple Mount, which was the biblical Shavuot. And so that morning was really special for me. Uh, I I brought some bread with me. You know, you can't bring Bibles up there. You you can't bring prayer books up there. You can't even pray up there. But I had a sandwich in my bag, and then I added a couple loaves. For those that you understand what I did, I I brought up a couple loaves. I took a picture up there on the Temple Mount, but so much more happened. I, I wanna give you just one example. I actually went up there with Dr. Ronaldo Reconati. Dr. Reconati is a, uh, an amazing man. He hasn't been to the Temple Mount for 30 plus years. He's a Jewish man who lives in Tokoa. He's a Hebrew scholar. He's a friend of mine. I called him and I said, Dr. Reconati, will you go with me on Sunday morning to the Temple Mount? He said, oh, my friend, I waited for a special time to go. I haven't been there for 30 plus years. Your invitation is special enough for me. I will go with you. He is a man that has been helping me in some research over the last year and a half. And I'm so close. Hey, by the way, I'm here. I'm, guys, I want to tell you something. I'm here right now with two special people. They, they won't be official on this thing because they, you know, they. Don't. I had to beg one of them even to stick around. I'm here with Tyler and I'm here with the key maker and we're all together. You're going to hear about why we're all together for a second. I tell these guys sometimes about my research and what I do, and they just kind of look at me funny. But what's funny about it is they'll look at me funny, and then when it's time to do the work, they they start doing the work. Hey guys, I want to say thank you for being here. Can you? Okay. Thanks for being here. The audio blog listeners want to say hello to you. You could say hello to them. You could. Thanks for having us. Okay. Well, thank, you. thank you. Tyler will actually talk. The key maker doesn't say much. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he he is here, folks. He he actually is here. So anyway, I've been doing this research for the last almost year and a half, and I am so close to announcing the findings of this research. Dr. Reconati went with me on that Sunday morning up to the Temple Mount. Some things happened that were (laughs) – I like to laugh about it because when I think about it, if I didn't have my video camera when I was up there, you wouldn't believe the kinds of things that happened. But one of the things was – I was in Jerusalem with my two friends. I call them soldiers, Tina and uh, Sven. They are the best shofar blowers that I know. And so we we coordinated something. And now you got to understand up there, there's a lot of tension. We had our own when I went up there with Dr. Reconati and two other friends, uh, Yafa and uh, Tom from South Carolina. Both of these people, by the way, hey, listen, Tyler, let me tell you something. I'm in Jerusalem. Both of these people see me and they come up to me and they say, hey, aren't you... No, I'm telling you, I'm huge. I'm huge (laughs) over there. No, no, Keymaker. Listen, these two people—they find me. One of them sees me on the Western Wall. The other one sees the Western Wall. They say, "Hey, Keith, we know who you are. This happened to me more times than you. It happened to me more times in Israel than it happens in Charlotte." You would think you've been in the news a lot. I'm telling you, it's almost like they like something's going on. Exactly. Right. So anyway, these two people come up to me and they say, "Hey, we know who you are. I invite them. Would you like to go with me on Shavuot to the Temple Mount?" Both of them. Hey, shout out to Yafa and Tom. Thank you guys for coming. They went with us and Dr. Reconati. We went up there, got some business done. I had an inter- I had. A- I had an encounter with uh, one of the religious power brokers of the Temple Mount, one of the uh, the head honchos who works with the Grand Mufti. He and I had a meeting. It didn't go so well, but I got it on video. <laughs> amazing. Anyway, so I'm up there, and we decided to do something really radical, and that what we decided to do was to coordinate a way to have shofars blown from the Temple Mount. You you guys don't have anything to say about that. No one's... Sir, did this really happen? No, I'm telling you what happened. So I was on the inside of the Temple Mount, and we had the two soldiers, Tina and Sven, on the outside of the Temple Mount, and we coordinated at a certain hour. That they would blow shofars outside of what's called the Golden Gate, the Eastern Gate, the Beautiful Gate. You know the gate. The, it's like the, the most important. No, I'm telling you. So I'm there. And so what's happened since around the 1500s? The Ottoman Kingdom came in and they sealed the gate because there's a, an understanding that when Messiah comes, the, they're going to go through the Eastern Gate. Now, yeah, I got to ask you something. You know, I don't know if you guys can you tell me? I asked the Keymaker about this earlier, and he still hasn't done it. Keymaker, can you find the verse about the uh, the Eastern Gate? Can you find that while I'm talking? Here's what we decided to do. Tyler, let me talk to you about it. We're in, I'm inside, it's Shavuot morning. I've got the two witnesses. Uh, I'm not really officially the two witnesses. Someone's going to say, did you really say they're the two? No, I got two witnesses that are for real that live in Texas. Those are my two witnesses. These are my two soldiers. The two soldiers got their shofars and we coordinate on the seventh day, which by the way, let me give a shout out to them. Tina actually made it it a point to walk around the old city seven times in seven days. Sven, after about day two or three, he actually ended up hurting his foot. And that ended up being a blessing because he was there praying, consulting with me, doing a number of things. She's walking. We're meeting. We're praying. Everything's going on. This is all covered. But the culmination is on Sunday of Shavuot. That after the seventh day they would blow shofars outside that gate. Anyway, do you got that verse yet? Because this is important. I mean, this is big. Say it again. Ezekiel 44. Now you're talking. He's in Ezekiel. This is excellent. I'm going to come out of Ezekiel forty-three, verse one. What we actually did was we 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 coordinated a time. Now here's the picture, folks. Imagine this. It's Shavuot morning. I've got my Shavuot clothes on. I'm excited. I've got my three friends. Dr. Reconati and Yaffa and Tom, we ascend the Temple Mount. As soon as we get up there, they recognize me. And the waqf and I are kind of, we've been dance partners here. I don't know if you've heard about it. The waqf over there, they don't like it with you. if right. you're. So I, I tend to be, you know, I was up there with 50 Jewish people the week before, so they didn't like that. You know, there's 50 Jewish people up on the Temple Mount <laughs> and a Methodist. I was up there, I had my camera with me because I was invited by Yehuda to bring people on the journey so they could see what actually happens at this place? Thank you. Look, you hear that, that, that chair? Let me tell you what Tyler just did. He put his hand on the chair and he said, don't move the chair. It's bad sound. He's a producer, guys. That's what he does. So anyway, uh, I, I'm up there with these folks. The walk doesn't like me as a result. In fact, they, 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 the guy even said to me, he said, you, you're, you're not a good man. I said, what do you mean I'm not a good man? You'll you, 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 you like this Glick, and, and I'm not just telling you. So I'm having conversations with him back and forth. Long story short, I'm up there. So they decide we got to put somebody with him. He might do something radical. So they send one of their chief wakf guards to walk around and follow me everywhere I go. They're following me. No, they're me. following me. I'm telling you what they're doing. So they're following me. They got their walkie-talkies. Move on, move on, move on. But I'm thinking, but hey, but 9 o'clock, we're blowing shofars. We're going to show us at nine o'clock. I got a terry around here, and we got the Muslims there. Allah they're, Wakbar. They're chanting because there's a group of Jewish people that are walking. And the long story short, Ezekiel 43, one says this. Then he led me to the gate, the gate facing toward the east. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was coming from the way of the east. And his voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. And it was like the appearance of the vision which I saw, like the vision which I saw when he came to destroy the city. And the visions were the, like the vision which I saw by the river Haver, uh, Hebar, and I fell on my face. And the glory of the Lord came into the house by the way of the gate facing toward the east. Now, hey, let me tell you something, folks. We, I'm here with the Keymaker and Tyler for a really special thing I'm gonna announce again. In fact, could you could you turn on the music? Turn on the music that's a... Uh... Okay, no, we're still not gonna turn the music on. All right, it's verse three. So here here's the deal. We're up there, it's nine o'clock, and sure enough, at nine o'clock, as I'm doing a stand up in front of the gate with the guards watching me and the men chanting, Allah, walk bar, the, the the shofars were blown at nine o'clock And I got it on video. (laughs) It's amazing. Tina and Sven coordinated that thing from the outside the gates. I was inside the gates. And, uh, you know, it ended up being a a pretty amazing thing. Well, that was Sunday morning. I'm just giving you a quick update because some things did happen in the afternoon. I got on uh, Rabbi Glick's motorcycle, made my way over to the southern and eastern connection where we had people from around the world meet to do a few things, to read scripture, to testify, to pray, and to blow shofars. We think that that was a significant meeting. On Shavuot, Jew and Gentile people from around the world doing this at that particular time was absolutely amazing. I will say this. I saw some blood on Yehuda Glick's arm as we were driving over, and I figured it was because of his motorcycle driving because the guy drives a radical. In fact, he messed up my—look, on my arm, there's a little skin mark where I got skinned by the bus— you see it? It's Unbelievable. there. Sorry. Yeah, it's there. So that, And I'm on the bus with him. Come to find out, he had a situation take place that when he was up there, a Muslim lady uh, was so upset that he was there as a Jewish man, she took off one of her shoes and threw it at him. He caught it before it hit him in the eye. He brings the shoe over on Shavuot. He shows me the shoe, and he says, look, you can have the shoe. The next day, true story, he's up on the Temple Mount again. A shoe comes out of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. He sees the shoe. They rush him off the Temple Mount again. It's the matching shoe from the day before. He gave me one shoe. He's got one shoe. It's from the same Sorry. lady. Sir, is this is a shoe. It's the same. The There's two but, shoes. I got one at my house. I showed my wife, you could see my wife. Why do you have a woman's shoe in your in your suitcase? No, it got ugly. Keymaker. <laughs> Listen, I'm saying, honey, look, I, no, this is not. No, I had the lady's shoe because I was given to me from uh, from Yehuda Glick. Uh, so two shoes thrown and here's what happened I want to tell you guys what happened after the the second shoe was thrown uh Yehuda was was basically it was a very bad day uh, many many people uh came after him and those that were up there and he did not go the next day and on the next day this is something I had not seen we have video of this uh, I don't know if I could get these guys to to, to to work with me on some of this stuff you guys could see these videos I actually have video of hundreds of of muslim people on the temple mount that marched to the inside of the gate where everyone like myself and every other person goes through the gate and they shut it down they literally wouldn't let anyone in the gate we've got video on this the police finally said no one goes in that was on tuesday we've been in prayer wednesday morning he went back to the temple mount and by god's grace the gate was then open. of course on Every day is tension. Today it's Friday. Uh, there were about seven or eight people that were arrested because there's this, this argument back and forth. There were masked men on the Temple Mount throwing rocks, and the reason is is that there's discussion in the Knesset about giving people the freedom to pray. So I'm going to tell you something, folks. Where's that music at? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get that music on again because uh, we... No, no, let's don't do the music. I, I, I got a couple more things I got to talk about. On the third day, and this is actually why the three of us are here together. On the third day, I was on my way to leave. And uh, that morning, I went to the Temple Mount. One of the chief policemen, as I go in, he says to me, what are you doing here? I said, what do you mean? What am I doing here? I'm going to ascend, and ascend the Temple Mount. And he, he says, uh, the other guy says, oh, he's friends with you, Rabbi Glick. He says, well, he says, so well, don't say anything today. He says this to me. <laughs> like, Keymaker, can you imagine why anyone would say to me, don't say anything today? Can you, can you imagine it? He says, don't say anything today. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, there's problems up there today. That was on that Monday. And uh, as I mentioned, the reason was is because uh, there was a major uprising on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. But I went up on Monday by myself, quietly just reflecting, and I noticed something really interesting. And it was that there were only like three or four Jewish people that were walking around, but they had like six or seven police officers with them. And I knew at that point something had gone wrong. And uh, I couldn't find Yehuda up there. He wasn't there. He was at home. Because there was a le- higher level of, of, of tension that took place. I then left there and I thought, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know it or not. I did a, a presentation. I wanted to have these two guys here to tell them thank you because the Keymaker and Tyler taped the presentation called Countdown to Reconnection. If you haven't seen that, you need to see that. That was launched over this weekend. But if you haven't seen it, see it because of what I'm about to talk to you about. I told the Keymaker, I told Tyler. I need two cameras to do this thing. And they then they they agreed to do it before I left. I didn't even know for sure what was going to happen. If you haven't seen it again, it was a, a pre-taping in, in preparation for Shabbat slash Pentecost. And during the presentation, I talk about the Pope's desire to put his claim, his stake in the clock church, which is what we was the was the was the unplanned focus of the time will tell season one. The clock church is on Mount Zion, far away from Har Habayit, the Temple Mount. The Pope, and I don't even know, I I feel like I should stop this thing. Are You guys, here's the deal. What we've done over the last few months is so amazing, and we've got so much that we have in our hand. I feel like we need to show it. Because for me talking about it right now, some of you got to be wondering like, what are you talking about? Here's what happened on the last day. I do the presentation on the Countdown to Reconnection. I talk about the Pope wanting to make that his place up at the upper room. I go to the place up on the roof, as I've learned from these two guys, if you're going to do a stand-up, you set up your camera, you make sure you do what you're doing, and I'm going to do this short stand-up to promote the fact that some of you have not seen the Countdown to Reconnection. So I turn on the camera, and I look up, and behind me, there are men on the clock tower taking down flags from the Vatican. I'm telling I'm, I'm telling you guys a story what I told the Keymaker and Tyler two days ago, a day and a half ago. They're taking down these flags. Why? Because the Vatican has been flying flags on the clock church, which happens to be the tower that's above the upper room that's above King David's tomb. You've got a minaret there that's for the Muslims. You've got the upper room for the Christians. You've got the the tomb of David for the Jews. It's the only place in the world where all three religions are sharing presence in the building. But what happens? I go downstairs because I see these men singing, chanting, praying. I go in the clock church, and here's what I haven't gotten a chance to tell anyone, but I'm telling the audio blog listeners because I experienced it. I go in there and there's a Jewish young man who's got a, 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 a. he's draped in uh, a talit prayer cloth and he's got on his little thing and he's there. And and the long story short is I'm in there and all of a sudden within minutes, the the upper room is uh, is taken over by uh, Jewish people who are upset over the fact that in the last two days, Sunday and Monday, uh, the Catholic Church had been conducting masses in the upper room, so that before that, if you were a Methodist like me, you could go in and out of the upper room, pray if you wanted to, reflect if you wanted to. If you're a Baptist, if you're a, if you're a, what are you? Whatever you are, it doesn't matter what you are, you can go in and out of the upper room. Downstairs, you've got the K- King David's tomb. Jewish people allow others to come into the, to their area, same situation. But when there's a mass, something happens. When the Pope decided to stake his claim there, they started doing masses there. And here's the radical part. They would remove the Jewish people from the building. Yep. They, yeah, I'm telling you, they would, they removed it. Keymaker, they removed the people from the building. I just happened, say happened. It was a coincidence, say coincidence. It was a coincidence that I'm there at the moment when an entire group of people who normally would be in King David's tomb, They come up to the upper room and they take it over. I'm not going to bore you guys with it, but I got it on video. I'm in the room. The police come. The military are there. The Jewish people are there. And the Christian groups keep coming because they know no better. They don't know there's a a problem. Here's what would happen. A group would come in and, 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 you know what? I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I'm not going to talk about it because you're not going to believe it. I'm sitting there for two hours watching this happen, and I felt like I was electrocuted. I felt like the shock of the countdown to reconnection took place in that room on Monday, the last day I'm in Israel. So here's what I've asked the guys to do. Folks, I have asked them to do something that's, that's that's. I don't even know if it's fair to ask them, but I did. I said, listen, I got back from Israel, and I have got so much information so much inspiration so much revelation we don't have the time we don't even have the resources to address all of this so what we're going to do as i said this to them we're going to cut it up we're going to we're going to half sit we got six things right now that the world needs to see three of them are time sensitive i picked the most the three most time sensitive ones and i said these are the three we're going to work on if <laughs> And then they said, if what? And I said, well, I had to give them the good news and I had the bad news. The good news is this. Good news is we got three projects, guys. We got to work on these projects. We got four or five people that can we got to get these projects done. That's the good news. The more difficult news is we can't pay for it. We can't do it. So we put our heads together and 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 we came up with this thing. You guys, I think this is amazing. We came up with a way to, to focus specifically this summer on how we can open the doors to more people sharing in this ministry. Here's my challenge. My challenge is so many things happen to me on such a quick and radical basis, I can't even talk about it. I need a group of people that I can communicate with at a deeper level other than publicly on a website that goes to 160 countries, audio blogs that people around the world listen to. I need some people that will share in this ministry. So I'm calling them for lack of a better term, because I haven't given it to the branding people. I need BFA shareholders, people who are holding a share in this ministry that can hold the information that I've got to share with them. I need to share some of the difficulties. I need to share some of the struggles there were some things, there were a couple people, and I want to say thanks to Chris. I want to say thanks to Cleburne, who I was able to call and say, hey guys, here's what I'm about to do. Can you can you can you talk to me about it? And these two guys would talk to me about it, and we talk back and forth. But I need more people that can share with what I'm 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 dealing with. I've got the best team in the world of guys that can work on these projects, but the truth of the matter is, you guys, I, I mean, what I asked them to do in 36 hours, you're going to get a chance to see. I called Tyler. Can you come to my house in the morning? I call, He's up until the nighttime. Can you pick me up at the house? Why do you got to pick me up at the house? Because I don't have a car. I got to get picked up. <laughs> my wife took the car. My, so these guys pick me up. We get back and forth, and we get a lot done. In 36 hours, we've put together what we're calling the BFA Summer. Turn on the music. I want you to Oh, here we go now. Hey, we done put ourselves together, the BFA Summer Bonanza. And I'm telling you guys, I'm so excited about it because it came in a matter of the last 36 hours. These guys, they know they think I'm nuts, but I love it. Tyler said, hey, I, I saw a scene one time in Bonanza. And, and I said, hey, let's do a shares. And then Maker says, well, I know about shares. And pretty soon the three of us are back and forth. Back. We fought. We argued. Uh, did anyone get bloody? I don't think anyone got. We fought to do this but the reason we had to fight is iron sharpens iron and in the less than 36 hours we have kicked off the BFA Summer Bonanza now I'm going to be honest with you you guys if we can't get this done <laughs> it's all she wrote <laughs> I'm laughing but I'm serious we've got to do something radical to get this information ready if you go to the BFA projects page you're going to see exactly what we're talking about we did a two-minute video we put the information in there we've come up with a a a way that's clear when you hear the word share i want you to think of this i need people to share with i need people to hold what we share i need people to share with us we need help right now now it's a it's a it's a multi-level to sing we're in phase one phase one is for the summer between today, between June 13th and August 31st, I'm sorry, September 1st, which happens to be Labor Day. Labor Day is September 1st. Between June 13th and Labor Day, here's what we're trying to do. Can I? I'd like to tell them what we're trying to do. Can I? Can I be clear with them? Tell them. Here's exactly what we're trying to do. We know exactly what it's going to take to 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 have the resources to complete three important projects. Let me tell you what they are. First one, Scripture bites. If you haven't seen it. You 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 this fulfills the BFA mission like no other program that we've done thus far. We had to do a beta version. I won't even tell you what it took to do the beta version. It's available if you go to the audio blog. I'm sorry. If you go to um, on the front page, you'll see Scripture Bites me with my hand on this crazy looking circle thing. You click it. You watch it. You recall You comment. You look at the other comments. We launched it from Israel and the response was amazing. We need the resources to upload more scripture bites, pure and simple. Takes people to do the work. Second thing, a documentary we're calling A Prayer for Up There. (laughs) A key maker came up with the title. (laughs) Sometimes he'll talk. And when he talks, sometimes he comes up with good ideas. This is going to be amazing. It's going to allow you to go on the inside to see exactly what's happening in the only place in the world where where God placed his name forever. It's the only place in the world where he says his eyes and his ears are there constantly to hear prayer. But there's a battle going on, and it just so happens that I've gotten a chance to take that little camera, the one-man, one-camera mission, and take that camera into places that are going to absolutely sh- – it's called a prayer for up there. And I have to tell you, if I had I, – oh, we're going to do that project. The other thing, right on time – It's time sensitive. It has to do with the seventh month. There are some things that if we can get the resources for it that are going to be phenomenal. Now, there's three other projects. We'll deal with those in the fall. For those that have already helped us with those, we still have that there. It's just there's no way over the next, what is it, eight weeks, four, six, eight weeks that we can get everything done. So we've cut it up in half. Three projects, very clear. BFA Summer Bonanza, it's happening right now. I need some people that will saddle up. I need some people that will jump up on the horse. We've got to have some people that are willing to share what they have. We're sharing what we have. And in the end, we're going to have an absolutely amazing time. Now, you guys, I want to tell you, Keymaker, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you. You have done a phenomenal job over the last 15 months. Tyler, you know how I feel. Tyler was the guy I went to. Yes, I did. I went to him. I was just me and him. I said, Tyler, you got to help me produce. Time will tell. He did a phenomenal job. He's too expensive now. I can't afford him. Okay? But look, if you'll help me, I can get Tyler back on, and I can get everyone on to help. But right now, guys, we can't. Nobody can do this stuff for free except me. <laughs> Everybody else has got to have. They got to have families. They got. They got. They got. So look, here's what we're gonna do. We're going to open the door right now. I'm looking for 500 people that will each at least get a share. And if we can get 500 people to get a share, we'll have enough for this summer. Look at the information, consider it. It's tax deductible, we're even giving gifts. Look, these guys wanted to give away even more. I said, no, we can only do what we can do. I want you to at least, would you do one thing for me? Would you take a look at the projects page watch the two-minute video we put together. Yep, 36 hours. The project is amazing. I believe it is going to open the doors for us. We say whenever God gives vision, he always gives provision. So we're expecting for him to give us the provision, at least for this first part. And I have to tell you, those that do share, what I want to share with you that's coming next will knock your socks off. If we can get this done, what's coming next is going to be amazing. But I don't want that to be public. In fact, I can't even let it be public. It's that big of a deal. But I need some people that I can share it with. So you are the ones that are have been faithful. We're 21 weeks into the audio blog. We've got, we're just now finishing an international uh, uh, showing of Time Will Tell. We're going to be putting up a couple more episodes over the next four weeks. And then after that, we're going to be focusing specifically on getting everything ready for the end of our BFA uh, a Summer Bonanza so would you do me a huge favor you guys would you do this for me would you continue to keep reading would you continue to keep listening would you to continue to keep watching and if some of you would be willing if you'll continue to get some shares so that we can continue to share with the world what we're doing we will keep working hey friends don't forget to saddle up and get over to the projects page yay